0: Warning, this podcast has stories of real-life events and true crime that happens every day. These stories may contain adult language and graphic or disturbing details not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. In our society, most people are content to go through their daily lives safely and peacefully, but our society is not always safe or peaceful. For that reason... Some men and women answer a higher calling to defend and protect their fellow man. You probably know someone who is one of these people. Or maybe you are one of these people. The ones who see and do the things most people would never want to. These things are sometimes heroic and beautiful, but often they are horrific and terrifying. It's these things they don't share about with other people. It's these things they carry with them, so you don't have to. But when they get together... They talk to each other about them. And they call these stories war stories. Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. And I'm Chuck. Oh, and it it's uh it's a nice email episode this episode, Chuck. It's it's uh one where we get to chat and play catch-up, man. I, I, I kind of enjoy these occasionally. Yeah, I
1: also got uh there's a few like uh, I know one caller or one uh, listener wanted uh, us to discuss something real quick. I just got se- sent something to me this morning um, that uh, I think everybody should hear about. Because when I got sent this video, it opened my eyes about a
0: lot of things. So we got that. Really? We got that. Yeah. Okay. That'll be interesting because I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't send it to anybody because I was going to my kids soft uh, baseball game. Um, but it's pretty interesting um, regarding uh, a new bill that's trying to be passed um, by AOC, Pelosi, Biden, and all that stuff. So it's it's pretty interesting. It's like right. 2,000 some odd pages. 2,000,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And I'm two sure thousand. she's read every one of them.
1: Oh, yeah, I bet. There's some crazy shit in there. They, they, I took like as many cliff notes as I could, and I've got one, two, three, four pages of just notes real quick to try to get these key bullet points that I thought were pretty interesting and that I think is kind of bullshit that is very dangerous, has dangerous potential.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I wanted to, to mention that I was super stoked to see that uh, the new Lieutenant governor of Virginia is a Marine. Uh, and she's female. And she's female, and she's black, and she is an immigrant from Jamaica, and she has a master's degree. Hmm. I I just want to point out to anyone that thinks that there's systemic racism, that this woman came from Jamaica, joined the Marine Corps, and made a lieutenant governor out of herself. Your excuses are invalid.
1: I would say that racism that whole racism thing is just out the fucking window. Of course there's racism
0: in the United States. Of course
1: there's racism everywhere. There's racism racism everywhere.
0: Yeah, exactly. What's that? Uh, Y'all guys need to go and watch. um, There's a, it's a Broadway musical, but it's, it's called uh, Avenue Q. And it's a Broadway musical. The way the book of Mormon is a Broadway musical. And if you're not familiar with, the book of Mormon, the book of Mormon is so messed up. It's got songs. It's by the guys who created South park. It's got a song in it. And I believe is entitled. Don't fuck the baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I believe is what the title song is, but I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that. Uh, So that's kind of the way Avenue Q is. And they have a song that's everyone's a little bit racist. And they point out how every single person harbors and it, it shouldn't it should be called everyone's a little bit prejudiced because we're all we're all prejudiced about different things you know my wife hates three-legged dogs can't stand them when she but, sees wh- one- <laughs> everyone has biases then right exactly biases everyone has biases and if you say you don't you're a fucking liar right there's two kinds of people in this world those that admit they have biases and those that are fucking lying yeah <laughs> is what it is dude it is what it is yeah. So, well, I know our audience is always uh, curious to know how is your knee. Um,
1: my knee is. Uh, it's interesting. It's uh, still there. It's <laughs> it is interesting. It, uh, uh, I don't really know. I haven't. I still have a brace on it. I don't get it off until I go back to the doctor on the nineteenth. Talk to the doctor. Then I. I don't. I really don't know. It's moving back and forth. Weird. It um doesn't
0: really feel stable it weird getting the in the infection same, I mean. under control and yeah
1: i mean that's pretty much you're gone not gonna have
0: to go in and clean it out
1: no i don't think it's so. when so, last
0: it's, we left chuck <laughs>
1: eh, it was all fucked up it's better uh it's better it still tingles when i walk uh well not walk but crutch and like rest my foot um still swells pretty good and it changes color when i stand oh that's and, you know Mate. It's not normal, like <laughs> a- after you have a massive surgery, yeah, okay, blood pooling, bruising, things like that it's been five weeks right it shouldn't be fucking purple when I stand it shouldn't be beat red, like that should be long gone, but whatever, when I stand up, it swells i 'm not even bearing weight on it, um I'm crutching around, and it still swells up to the point where at the end of the day, I 've loosened my straps on my brace. And this brace is a thigh to ankle brace, and when I wake up in the morning, it's floating on my leg because of how much my leg swelled throughout the day, and how big it got. And it's it's just I don't know. It is what it is. I'm trying to get it figured out. We'll see if I how rehab goes when it whenever that starts. So I still have yet to do that, so we'll we'll see.
0: And I wanted to also uh, take this opportunity to shout out to all of the veterans, cops and firefighters and everybody who listens to the show that has ever been IOD uh, has ever been hurt in line of duty, injured in line of duty. I mean, everybody jokes around about, you know, go limp your ass to the locker room, fart, fall down and go out on IOD. But it sucks when you're legit, like injured, laid up, not able to do your stuff, you know, You're not at work. You're not pulling your weight. You're not taking, you know, hooking a book and stuff like that. I mean, granted, I'm sure Chuck right now with the current climate on the street, it's a little bit of a, a, you know, relief not having to be out there. However, it doesn't change the fact that right now you're staring down the idea that you first have to establish that you can get back. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't understand in California, you only have a year. So from the date that Chuck stopped working to whatever that one year anniversary is, if he doesn't at least get back to light duty, then they can put him Mm -hmm. out to pasture involuntarily. So there's a, yeah. Shout out to all the people who've been through it. There's no more.
1: Yeah. And there's no more in a lot of agencies. Now there's no more like long-term light duty. There's no more, like duty for uh you know for an extended period of time, a lot of agencies Permanent now have yeah yeah a lot of agencies now have like a fucking cap on it. Like you'll have so many months, like six months to um get back. If you're not back full duty one hundred percent, you get to go back out totally disabled and get whatever pay you can get. Um, a lot of times that's going to be if you've run out, you know, your year, going to be a state. State pay at 75 percent,
0: and i don't even know if that's what you know no, it's, it's 50 percent tax-free with no benefits unless you you're Bullshit. unless your agency has lifetime medical which some of them do some of them don't so it sucks yeah, which is crazy so we'll see be interesting we'll see i don't even know if i if didn't I, get lifetime medical my knee is going to be healthy i got lifetime yeah, medical no, for I... the reasons i retired for the you know obviously they they have to deal with your uh your injuries that you, you know, that they have to pay for, but only, it's, it ain't like the military where you get, only you agency, know, the VA for life.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's shit. That's like HMO. <laughs> but the only yeah. agency I really know of personally that has lifetime medical is Beverly Hills PD. Those dudes, fuck. Like once you retire from my, my understanding, um, when I spoke to the re- recruitment they when you when you pull the pin regardless if you're 50 55 whenever you retire they pay your medical for when right. you stop working
0: they said we take care of our own and i was like that's awesome yeah there's some that do that very few but some yeah well do you want to start with our emails before we get to the current events yeah yeah um yeah we can we can do that unless you have something else you want to start with
1: no um we can start with that and then I have one person who, who wanted us to talk about this uh, this thing they asked us to talk about. And then then we can get into this thing at the very end because um, it might be. I'm trying not to be too lengthy on it. It'll be pretty quick. Uh, I talk pretty fast. Um, I'll get out a lot of this information and then you guys can disseminate it. And uh, before anyone asks me where I sourced my information from, it's called the Internet. And it's called Congresswomen and Congressmen that put this shit out um because they're the ones who receive this so those are my sources if you don't like it you can go look up them <laughs>
0: the internet up with those the sources yeah <laughs> Google all right shit so this email's from joseph hey guys joseph here from central kentucky first of all i want to say thank you for all y'all's service i found the podcast last week on my way home from work and uh, so welcome by the way new listener welcome I'm away home from work and have been hooked ever since. I really like the stories that are portrayed on it. Listening to the stories have helped me gain a sense of what I'll hopefully be doing in the near future. I'm currently in phase two of the hiring process with the Lexington Police Department, and boy, am I excited. I've always wanted to be in law enforcement since I was a young boy playing in the dirt. As I got older, it still held true to me, and I actually shadowed my local police department my senior year of high school, which is always a good idea if you know you or are thinking you want to get into this, this career, go do ride alongs, get in the cadet program, become a police explorer, all those things. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Uh, that was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Fast forward. I went to college and well, let's just say I didn't, it didn't end well. I came home and got a taste of good money and never looked back. I had applied for my local PD back when I was in my early twenties and didn't get past the written looking back. It honestly was a good thing as I was still growing up and learning about life. So fast forward to this year, I currently work for a power line company and was sitting at the dinner table with my wife and five, yes, I know five, LOL, kids, and I was asking them what their dreams were. They all told me which ranged from engineer to nurse to cowboy to train conductor, all admirable coming from my kids. Then my six-year-old daughter looked up at me and asked what my dream was, and I was speechless. So I told her that I always wanted to be a police officer and help people. She looked up at me with that little girl sass and said, we'll do it. And when I told you I was speechless, I really had no words. All I could do was shake my head. Yes. So on my way back to work every morning, that's where I find God. And we talked. So I started asking him to put people in my path that will help me do what is in store for me. Fast forward a month. And I signed up to coach my boys, Little League Baseball team this past spring. And they set me up with an assistant coach. I didn't know this guy from Adam. Well, we spoke on the phone and I had asked him what he did for a living. As I heard... Uh, today on the podcast, it's normal for law enforcement officers to say they pick up garbage. So I took this as the truth and rolled with it and laughed and said, if I really tell you, you can't use it against me. Then he told me he was a police officer. So throughout the early part of the season, we spoke and he said that the agency he was working for was hiring. I should apply. So I did. And I didn't think I had a shot in hell because I'm 34. Uh, let's see. Then on Sunday, let's see, I'm going to, this is all church stuff. Uh, see, he says he's, he told me to apply and I told him that I had already done it. He wished me good luck. Um, he wished me good luck and we see each other every Sunday. He's my actually, he's actually a training officer with them for their academy. So early in September, I go and take my test and my physical, and I was so nervous. Um, I'd asked Aaron what I should wear. And he told me the gym clothes as I would be doing the physical test after the written was over. So he took the physical and he passed. He took the written and he passed and he had his, he says, I had my oral board two Thursdays ago. And let's just say the nerves were in full force. I had gone over questions with my friends that I know are law enforcement officers and still was nervous. So I walked in and they introduced me as candidate 18. Pretty sure I gave good eye contact throughout the room and answered all that I could. When I walked out, I had to go talk to three background detectives. And one asked me if I knew Aaron. And at that moment, I was like, okay, these guys know who I am. Really, I hope I didn't blow it. We spoke and laughed all while I was still in the mindset I was being judged. They told me I'd find out if I made it to phase two around the first of the year. So I left and headed back to work. My phone rang, and it was my buddy asking me how it went. His buddy is Aaron, by the way, if you haven't picked that up. And he said, well, congratulations. And I was like, hmm, for what? And he told me that he was listening in on my interview And when I walked out, he went in and spoke with the five officers who were in a room. They said it was great and that they passed me before I was even finished with my interview. So now I'm playing the waiting game. I'm nervous wreck about what comes next. But then again, I'm pumped up big for it. This is something I've always wanted to do. Well, there's my story and I hope you all find it a good one. I appreciate that y'all have what y'all have done and keep it up as I'm fixing to listen to more of y'all while I hit the gym. If you don't mind, can you give a guy some pointers on what it's like being a big city law enforcement officer? Thank you, Joseph. <laughs> so oh, I did I got ready. through yeah, it was long. So I I there was some stuff about a guy he met he knows from church. Um, but uh I wanted to at least get the gist of it because this is somebody who right. found our podcast and is in the middle of becoming a police officer. And, and I'll tell you what, Joseph, I went to the police academy with a guy who was 39 and he was like five foot eight and three bills, but he was all like, like that fire hydrant world's strongest man, like just solid plug of a human being. And he couldn't run for shit, but he made it through the Academy at 39. Changed his career. We
1: had a, we had a dude 42 or some shit. was my classmate. And, uh, I mean, this dude's a fucking stud though, but, uh, like he's old, older, right. But like the, like he's like the Terminator, The dude is, he had a phenomenal body for his age. He was a physical trainer, um, whatever, or a private trainer and stuff like that. Worked in the movie businesses and worked in a couple other, um, places. He's a really nice dude, but he, he was worried when he was going through, he's like, man, my age, I don't know. He's, he's afraid of stuff. And then a few years on the job got a knee replacement and he's um he had probably seven years on uh when the knee replacement happened it was a partial so Mm -hmm. uh now he uh i think he's trying to work with uh not in the streets so much anymore um works more of like community relations type of thing but uh he's on it i worked with another kid i say kid because he's he's a boot and um Ah. he came on in his mid 40s and he's smart not not um physically gifted whatsoever he passed the academy no problem um a lot of it it's as long as you uh put your mind to it you don't give up you don't quit and there's no quit in you because your mind will carry you over a lot more than what you think your body's capable of mind over matter is a huge thing so you have to condition your mind um because your and mind your will quit perform. ten times
0: before your body will. Your body will actually go. It's your mind that makes you stop. It's the same yeah. reason that PCP hypes can do. It's their their mind isn't telling them they can't. That's why they're able to be strong. They don't actually get super no. strong.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen people it. in phenomenal, phenomenal shape. Give up. Give up in a oh, fight. Yeah. Give up. Give up in a foot pursuit. Just give up. And yep. you're like, dude, you have no idea. Your life is on the line every time you're fighting with someone. Why would you just give up? Stop. And then I've seen people who don't necessarily look like they're in their best shape. They don't give up. There's no quit. They get that suspect in custody quick as shit. And they may be dying afterwards, sweating bullets. But guess what? They're going home there's safe. There's no quitting them. Right. And there's just no, there's no quit. And they handled the situation perfectly. You
0: know? So I'll say this about... Uh, working in Lexington, the in 2019, the census estimate of the population was about uh, 320,000 people, with a metropolitan area of 500,000. And a uh, it doesn't matter, but it's it's a big city in the sense that it has you know anywhere between 300,000 in the city proper and 500,000 in the greater metro area. Um, okay, so kind of, compare, big, but not too big. It's well. So, you and I are a little kind of skewed in our thoughts because we've been around Los Angeles so much. They should start calling Los Angeles, New York. Those places should be called mega cities, right? Because they're so. Yeah. yeah, They're not a regular city. It, you know, a regular city, 250, 300,000, 400,000, 500,000 people. That's more cities across the United States than not, right?
1: right in in la goes from the fucking beaches all the way to the inlands to the to the yeah like la near is a, the foothills like it's yeah. huge
0: and la has to have sub district i mean there's 20 what 22 divisions just in the, the city of los angeles so that's like that's like having 22 20, different 21 departments or 21 is it 21
1: yeah it's 21 20 yeah uh there's 21 there's also like four traffic divisions right uh, so there are a couple of like divisions they have major crimes have, and shit
0: it doesn't even like like NYPD with all the precincts and stuff, it doesn't qualify to be the same thing. So you can't gauge right. them by that. Those are huge mega cities. So let's just scale it back to what it's like working as a city copper because I think, you know, um depending, like you're going to have good areas and bad areas. Watch out for the south end because <laughs> it's, it's yeah, always well, the south, south
1: end. Yeah, that could be in the northeast, west, <laughs> could be anywhere, like, but yeah, watch out but, for that shitty
0: area. Right. If uh, if you're anywhere near MLK, um, damn by it's gonna be bad. You know, I haven't seen one MLK
1: or one like one area that's been named after like someone that is like shitty. Like it's not in a shitty yeah. area. Yeah, it's if they're it's, all bad areas. I don't yeah. get it.
0: Well, I mean, I think typically they try to uplift shitty areas by like trying to say, hey. We're naming this really crime-ridden well, area after Martin sense. Luther King to try and tell you guys to knock that shit off, and it never works. That's my no, no. that's my honest to god theory. Yeah, it, it, that,
1: that, that, my consensus for that. They're all bad areas. You see that, you're like, ooh, I'm not in a good neighborhood. Yeah,
0: I, I think even Chris Rock commented on it on his comedy special. Is Martin Luther King stood for all this peace and love, and yet anywhere in the country you go, if you're on Martin Luther King Boulevard, it is anything but peaceful and loving. Yeah,
1: I can so see that. Oh, go, go for
0: it. I was just going to say, you're going to see a lot. Like, mm-hmm. deputy sheriffs, they don't do the traffic stuff. Um, maybe this highway patrol doesn't do as much city stuff. Like, as a, as a city police officer, you're going to work traffic. You're going to work homicides. You're going to work investigations. You're going to work dope. I mean, you hope, like, you're going to get to work that stuff.
1: Well, you're going to get to do everything. Gone in a lot of places. But, yeah, you're going to do... You're going to do so much shit that you're like, whoa, that other people are like, oh, I've never done that before. And like, I've talked to cops growing up, you know, family law enforcement and then just around it my whole childhood. <clears throat> a lot of cops that came from smaller areas and, you know, we call them podunk or whatever, but just not major mega cities or really? mega counties or whatever you want to call it. Because a lot of things in California are just fucking mega. Um <clears throat> a lot of those coppers that came from really small areas, uh, whether it be across the country in different parts of the country, whatever they Like I never pulled my gun out or I rarely ever pulled my gun out in my whole career. My first day on the job, I pulled my gun out probably three times and I worked a 12 hour shift and, and that was conservative. You know, it was a bad area, shitty, shitty criminals, you know, it's just bad people, but it was so dense with people that, you know, your chances of getting involved in something are a lot right. higher than someone in a smaller rural town or in a smaller town. If you're in a bigger city, a metropolitan area, be prepared to, to have to pull out your gun. Be prepared to have to use that gun because you are going to be at a greater, um, I guess, risk to do so than anybody else who works in law enforcement in smaller areas. Now, granted, there are some smaller areas that are just crime ridden with with uh, criminals and drug addicts and and meth labs and things like that. And and those are like the exception of the bunches because they get into a lot of shit. Um, But for the most part, you know, back in, I guess, the day when I was talking to all these coppers, like I never really had to pull up my gun, didn't really get into too much stuff. And then I remember just thinking my first year on the job, I'm like, holy shit, I've done more than that guy did in his whole career. And I have a year on. I was like, holy shit, this is nuts. I mean, and it's different parts of the areas I worked and different parts of that whole uh, agency. You can really tell people who who got brought up in certain areas because then they go to these different areas, even though it's the same department, they haven't handled as much. They're not as experienced in certain things. So you're going to run into that but just be prepared to have your head spinning your first year on the job be like holy shit your first five years on the job are going to be the hardest um because you're really you're going to have a good grasp of what you're doing and knowledge but you're not going to be complete they say in five years a five years as an officer working the street you are going to nothing's going to scare you after five years you're right. going to have handled damn near everything especially in your right. major major area um and i i stand by that because you know um when I, I had about three years on, there wasn't much that really uh, bothered me when I was going to calls like, Ooh, do I remember how to do that? Do I remember how to do this? You're basically just, we were going to so many calls for service that by three years in, we were pretty confident by five years in, we were very confident and there wasn't much that stumped us. And it's going to be the same right. for this kid. You know, just keep your head on, learn everything you can be a sponge. Don't get complacent. Cause that shit kills. Um, And uh, you know, just be prepared for anything. Cause it's, probably going to happen, especially nowadays.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there's another element of like, you know, when you're at a big department where there's a lot of cops working, if something goes down, there's a lot of people to handle it. But at a medium department or even a small department especially, when there's not as many cops that are working, if something goes down, the chances of you being involved in it, if you're on duty, go way up. Mm-hmm. You know, where 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 I live, um, there's probably, you know, there's probably as many city cops that work for the city as there are like patrol cops at one LAPD division at a time. You know what I mean? Like if you figure there's about 200 LAPD cops working one West Valley division on patrol, or or there was, you know, um, at, at any given time, that's probably the size of the entire department. <laughs> <laughs> up here right and that's know? when
1: your dad worked there right and that's when my dad worked there right yeah exactly. i would i'd would probably double it's those probably doubled now, now right exactly yeah, probably doubled
0: right yeah so i would say you know the entire department up here for my city maybe has 200 cops now i don't know what I, i'm assuming that lexington is going to have more than that if their population is um i'm going to assume they're going to have you know several hundred if not you know, up to a thousand or more sworn. Um, yeah. You're going to get into some shit out there. You're going to get into some for shit sure. for sure. Uh, especially, you know, if, if you do like a lot of cops do when they get out of training and they, you know, have to go to a station, they want to go to the station where they're going to see the most action right out the gate, make their bones, get their experience, make a reputation for themselves, take people to jail, fuck shit up. <laughs> you know, my dad asked Chuck, will Chuck knows LA and he's, we've got friends on LAPD. My dad, when he got out of FTO, he asked to go to 77th, you know, and 77, like at the time when you go to 77th and you were getting your car ready to, you know, go out on patrol there, you might take pot shots in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you, you, you're going to want to do that, but, but get into it, get, get involved. Um, always know where you're at always if you pass an intersection you better know what intersection you're at what what block what you know are you at the yeah. 400 block of you know fourth <laughs> you better know that shit or you're going to be jogging in the middle yeah. of the night
1: imagine just remember knowing what street you're on what direction you're facing what street you just passed because yep. you get into something someone ambushes you you, you pull over a car and you're like, fuck, even if it's a long block and you don't know what the next block is coming up, because when you're on pro- probation or an FTO or whatever you want to call it, wherever you're at, whatever they call it, a lot of the times they don't allow you to have a GPS. When you have a GPS, you can see the street behind you, the street you're on, the street in front of you most times if you have a good GPS. And I would say definitely invest in one of those, but learn your basics first. Know what street you're on, know what street you just passed, know the direction that you're facing because that can save your life. Um, go to the place where you're going to get the most experience right out of the gate because that's going to help you in your career and propel you in your career. Um, Don't be afraid of anything. Baptism by fire is what I call it is, is very important. Don't be stray away from something because you're like, no, I don't really understand it. Get involved in it, get into it and fight your way out because that's the way you're going to learn. Don't be afraid to fail. And if you fail, fail forward, don't fail backwards.
0: And I'll give you kind of, it sounds like it's conflicting advice, but it's not. Um, The first is, uh, My old man told me there's a paramilitary organization that has a chain of command. If it's not illegal, immoral, unethical, or against policy, and your boss tells you to do it, you just do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, when you start to get into the illegal, immoral, unethical, or against policy discussions, remember if it's against policy and you disobey, you could be right and still get in trouble for insubordination. So watch out for that. But ultimately, if it's illegal, immoral or unethical, you have to answer for your actions. And I was just following orders only takes you so far. I used to tell everybody I worked with, I will risk my life for every single one of you, but I won't risk my pension for a single one of you. So don't, right. if and you, don't put yourself in a position where people are going to do sti- stupid shit in front of you
1: right and ignorance is bliss only goes so far yep you might be able to get away, get away with it like one week two weeks on month on because mm-hmm. you're going to have to know your yep. policies procedures things
0: like that yep <sighs> Yeah. don't fuck no. up good have luck brother life. and, and <laughs> fill us in when you go to the academy fill us in we'll give you a shout out uh this is and this is our other email. This is from Chris. Uh, it says, we've been slammed in the last 24 hours with 11 calls, and it's just unheard of for us. Uh, this is, um, obviously, he jumps right into it. Uh, last night, about the time I was getting off work at school, we broke a call f- for a hay barn fire. <laughs> I worked that call from about 1700 to 0530 when I ran home to shower, change, take my kids, and mm. teach for the day. This afternoon, This afternoon, we had some underworthy calls. So just a bit ago, we got two calls almost simultaneously. One was for a small roadside fire, and the other was for a possible childbirth. Being sore from the previous night and having seniority, I chose to go to the childbirth. It was a 30-year-old woman about 14 weeks pregnant with twins. She miscarried one of the twins. We don't know if the other twin was still alive or if it will survive. This little baby was about three and a half inches long and perfectly formed. It had all of its fingers and toes and a little button nose. It was the saddest thing I have ever seen. The father was on his knees with his face in his hands, crying uncontrollably. The mother was crying too. We had Fuck. to put her in the ambulance along with the stillborn baby, which would could not have weighed more than a couple of ounces. I had seen people debrained, ripped, and spread over a couple hundred feet of road, decapitations, and all kinds of traumas, but damn, kids are tough. I just got home and I'm sitting in my truck in the driveway, procrastinating on going inside. This is especially close to home as we just found out that my wife is pregnant again. Mm-hmm. This type of thing is one of my biggest fears personally as we are getting up there pushing 40, which is later than I had planned on having any more kids. Oh, man, I hear you, brother. Good luck with that. I'm sorry. I probably curled up your inbox with my rambling emails, but I just needed to vent to someone and decompress after this call. I have not slept in 37 hours and have just hit the wall. Hopefully I can get a couple hours sleep so I can actually function tomorrow. Sorry for any typos. I'm not proofreading. Take care, Chris. Now, here's why I wanted to read that one. Um Especially. Is number one, we always talk about you don't understand that kind of stuff. Like even Chris, he's been to, you know, awful, awful things. But this mm-hmm. stillborn child hit him differently. It always hits you differently. Um and it oh, yeah. should always hit you differently, so I wanted to share something with chris um i uh I had taken one of my i was a senior guy on the shift i was not an f t o yet but i was- you know a senior guy on the shift who didn't have rank and one of my uh buddies who had been one of my police explorers and then had gone through the academy and I had mentored him through all that process he finally got hired onto the job. Now he's like 20 years. He's, he can, he can carry a gun on duty. He cannot own one personally because of California law. Like he's 20 and a half. Right. And he's going through FTO uh, as a, as a reserve officer through the FTO program. And uh, we go to a call of a baby, not breathing. Um, he and his FTO are dispatched as primary and I'm dispatched there to back up. It was at the end of the night shift. It was six 6:40 in the morning when we get dispatched to this and we got off at 0700 right so when we get there um and let me tell you this mom she had just given birth this was their first night home from the hospital and uh you could tell because she still had like she was only wearing a bra and underwear because she freaked out when she woke up and was still in her pajamas and dialed 911 she still had the marks from the tape where they put the belly monitor on her in the hospital. Well, wow. that's how like fresh this was. And the baby wasn't breathing unresponsive. So this 20 and a half year old kid and his FTO uh, started doing compressions and breathing on a three day old infant. Now up to that point, he had already done CPR on a three year old and a three-month-old, and he'd only been a cop for three months himself. So in the first three months on duty, he'd done CPR on a three-year-old, a thir- three, uh, three-month-old, and now a three-day-old. And my Please. job was to hold this woman back because all she wanted to do was see her baby. So bear in mind, Chris, that I was doing all of this knowing that when I got off work, I was supposed to go to the range to qualify and do some training and my wife was sitting at home eight months pregnant with my son. So what I can tell you is this when I got home or when I got back to the station and day shift was coming on and night shift was getting their stuff together to go to the range. I went over to the chief and I said, Hey chief, uh, here's what we just got back from. And uh, my wife's at home pregnant and I'm I'm just really between being tired and having to deal with that. I just, my mind is not where it needs to be to be playing with a gun on the range. I will get nothing out of training. And uh, he goes, No, 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 man, absolutely. If you just came off of that, you know, go be with your wife, go home, just go home. And the chief cut me loose because the chief was supposed to go to training that day, too. If you, that's why I wanted to read that. If you deal with something like that, if you see something like that, if it affects you, don't be afraid to say something. Don't be afraid to speak up. Yeah, you definitely. You speak don't out. have to be the guy that, because first of all, you're not going to get anything out of training on. I wasn't going to get anything out of training on the range. Number one, number two, I could have been so distracted. I could have hurt myself or worse someone else. And that would have made the day even, you know, worse mm-hmm. by going full Baldwin. And then, mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, so don't be afraid to, to speak up, send us those emails if we we may not respond right away. This one I didn't respond to because I wanted to read it on the show. But um you know, it it's important to 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 send that stuff out there. You're not cluttering up our inbox because even if you just write it down and send it, you know, I wish I'd have had that foresight. I wish I'd have just like sent friends of mine and been like, hey dude, this is this is what I just dealt with at work, and I just needed to tell somebody about it. You can read this, you know at your own leisure or whatever i just I, because you know what you're doing is you're putting your thoughts on paper you're you're purging and and processing yeah. the the experience emotionally that's what you're doing by sending us that email that's what you're doing by saying i just needed to tell somebody it's processing things emotionally and that's always a good thing because that's going to that's what's going to keep you working just like going to the gym and exercising and keeping your back and your knees and your shoulders and your core strong is going to keep you working physically. Dealing with those emotional traumas are going to be what's going to keep you working mentally. Mm -hmm.
1: His name's Chris, right? Yeah. Chris, uh, this is an open invitation for you to come on the show. Um, I think uh, you would benefit from it. And getting some of this stuff off of your chest. I know writing helps too, but if you want to come on, email, yeah, uh, chat
0: about it. We'll get you on. Anyway, so those were the emails I wanted to read, and for obvious reasons, um, I thought you guys would enjoy those, and uh, they kind of speak to what the show's about, which is, you know, we've got somebody experiencing stuff that she just needs to to get out. And we got another guy who's just about to jump in and needs to know what the temperature's like before he (laughs) hits the water.
1: Yeah. Get ready, dude. It's going to, it's going to hit you like a shit ton of bricks right in the face. I
0: kind of envy him a little bit because I remember how much fun it was to like, it was stressful and everything, but damn Mm -hmm. the point at which Joseph's at right now where he's, getting ready to get hired, getting ready to put on that uniform for the first time, but getting ready to go 10, eight, get ready to shag some calls. We're on code three for the first time, man. It's you. J- there's, I don't even know how to explain it to people. It's just it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. It's, it's, it's great good feeling. So it's also super I'm, fucking stressful. <laughs> it is super fucking. stressful. Okay. You know, what's worse than driving code three for the first time. Taking a trainee and letting him drive Code Three for the first time.
1: <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, I've worked with some of those business kids, and uh, let me tell you what, um, it's fucking scary. Yeah, man. But yeah, uh, for sure, oof. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> so now
0: you had something one of our listeners wanted us to talk about.
1: Yeah, Jason Raymond. This guy, he, uh, he's a pretty good dude. He's a, he's a firefighter, a retired firefighter. Pretty cool, pretty cool dude. I got a bunch of discourse with him back and forth. um, He's the guy who was uh always making sure my knees, knees been good. And so that that's, he's a nice guy. Um, So when I put uh, out the like, case, send me some stuff, we can talk about it on the show. He goes, Justine Maxwell. I'm like, dude, that's not a question, bro. <laughs> he telling me something. He's like, okay, what are you guys thoughts on the possibilities of Maxwell being found guilty of child sex trafficking and other related charges? And her fully exposing clients and child rapers that traveled to Epstein Island. A-
0: and we're talking about Ghislaine Gis- Gisl- or, or whatever, Gis- however the hell you say. Gislaine. Yeah.
1: Apparently I cannot pronounce things great. Cause like Illinois. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, yeah. Desmond Moines, Okay. Sure. I'll pronounce it whichever the way I want. That's for you old man. I know you're yeah. listening. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Anyways, that guy's funny. He was talking, he was drinking, but uh, um, you know, I I feel like this has been put on the back burner. Um, I feel like this should Epstein did kill himself, right? Yeah, yeah he definitely <laughs> didn't, definitely <laughs> didn't. He was Clinton, bro. He's straight Clinton for um, sure. But my take on the whole Ghislaine, J- Jisellein, the Maxwell chick, yeah. um, Gilly. I f- yeah, I feel like. She should expose. I hope she she does. But at the same time, if she does, I don't think it's going to hit the fucking news. You figure this should have been all over the news. But then you have like what's going on with Rittenhouse and all these other things that are kind of taking front seat to her and to all the stuff that's been going on. And like it, it seems like at one point uh, when when all this child sex trafficking and craziness was going on, it was everywhere. And then all of a sudden it started getting censored and it's kind of going to be a good segue into what i have right here written down um but i think um the control of mainstream media um small news outlets small papers things like that they're controlling this shit really well and i think that even if it, she does you know say hey these people are involved they're high level people these are government officials or these people in the government these are you know, top tier 1% of the country, really rich billionaires or rich people that were coming to this island and they were all participating in all this craziness. And, um, you know, there's so much shit going on. Like they were taking like adrenaline from babies and shit and like, or oh, the, adrenochrome and and the, the adrenochrome and all the stuff and...
0: that they kept saying. That's all the QAnon. Like, like, yeah, there's, there's so many levels that, like, what is going on?
1: And I think and I, I'm probably you probably probably agree with me that even if she was to expose a bunch of people, we're not going to really hear about it unless we really, really, really dig for it. But even then, I don't think the mainstream media will get to it. Um, you have a couple of news outlets like um, OAN and uh, Newsmax that would report on it. Um, but I'll ask you this. Expose expose them to who? Exactly. Right? I mean, to who they're going to keep it. quiet. Right.
0: Yeah. To, who are they going to be exposed to because that's that's my genuine question is for the for the is it the american public because be the media big, would be the ones to cover right and big tech is censoring the internet right yeah. so if they wanted us to not know about galen maxwell just lane maxwell exposing people they would just not cover it but if the conspiracy theories are to be believed. This goes all the way up to the federal government. So, are you like yeah. prosecutors, right? It's going to come down from prosecutors that, oh, just don't charge her. They're going to so, they're going to bury it, right? So here's here's <laughs> my question: Is if she's going to court for sex trafficking right now, she's going to trial, right? That's like, from what I'm reading, the her lawyers are trying to talk about how her fricking her cell is. Worse than Hannibal Lecter's and all this other shit. Like, first of all, if you really think we're supposed to feel sorry for Gilly's living conditions in prison, you got another thing fucking coming. Um, I really don't give a shit if it's the goddamn Shawshank Redemption for her.
1: No, yeah.
0: Um, because there's a there's literally probably hundreds of young women who are fucked up permanently because of your. Just selfish, nasty fucking pan- pimping but and pandering.
1: The antics of your one percent uh yeah, so elitists.
0: So fuck you. I don't care. Uh that's <laughs> number one. Number two, uh if she you know, if she thinks she's gonna get convicted, then why wouldn't she name names and, and out people and stuff like that, right? Exactly. So at the point at which she's going to trial, if she hasn't named names at this point. Like she's not going to unless she's yeah. done it behind the scenes and they've already right. worked out some deal and then it goes to trial and the judge is just going to give her a sweetheart light sentence and they're not going to charge her with everything yep. or they're going to rig the jury or what you know, whatever you think. But the way those deals work is you make them before you go to trial and then you plead mm-hmm. out. If yep. you go back to Jeffrey Epstein's deal, that's what he did. He made a deal before trial. He walked into court, pled guilty, ran the fuck out of court. And then proceeded yep. to, to do his house arrest thing. That's how this shit works. So to answer your question, if she was going to name names, she either did it already or she ain't fucking gonna.
1: Right. And if, if she did it, I could see them hiding it for as a form of national security and just giving it to like saying, Oh, we're giving it to the FBI or we're going to give it to whoever, which would be the FBI. But, um, and then that would be it. And then they would have all the information because they wouldn't want to tip people off. And so they can make their arrests and things like that. So right. I don't think we'll ever hear of it. I don't. If she's already done it, like you said, she's she's already right. done it. And if, she, and if she hasn't, she's not going to.
0: See, but it is what it is. And this is where I think people don't understand is that the social contract that this country was built on is that you tell us what, like freedom of speech, freedom of information, like that's why the Freedom of Information Act, freedom of information Act exists. Like, we don't want our government doing and stuff like that and until the military industrial complex and then their ability to create, you know, Great things that are classified, and the espionage community and intelligence mm-hmm. gathering—you know, all that. Like, if if there was a new gun invented, we knew about it. If there was a cannon invented, we knew about it. Like, it was, it was all transparent. There was no espionage, right? Right. And there's a big problem going on in this country right now, right? Which is nobody knows who's telling the truth.
1: Exactly, but it comes down to and like what I'm about to read has a lot of those talking points in it and you can kind of build your own hypothesis around it and be like okay that makes sense or you can completely go no that's crazy but and i'm going to get into this right now um nancy pelosi aoc squad biden and all this stuff are trying to trying to push um after they got shot down november 2nd they're trying to push a new deal the the reconciliation bill which is the green new deal. There's over 500 pages of the green new deal inside of it. It's 2000 plus pages. I think it was like 22 or 2,500 pages. And it hasn't yet to be, um, basically put a price on how much it's going to cost, but it's, it's up there and it, I have some figures in here. Uh, they're trying to pass this new bill. Um, so we're 2000 pages. They're trying to slide this ship by, um, they're, they're saying this is the build back better, uh, deal. And, um, it's going to be more than one nine, $1.9 trillion. Now that's an approximate figure and they're estimating it to be a little bit higher. Um, so look out for, for $2 trillion. Um, it's a, this is more like build back broke. Like we're, they're going to put us in debt. I mean, but to me, this is a socialist bill. Um, there's $550 million of green, new deal, green new deal shit in, in here. Um, One major part of this bill that will affect everybody is uh, it attacks meat in the consumer. Um, They want to tax the animals per head fee of $4,500 per beef cow, $6,500 per dairy cow, $2,500 per hog. Um, These will not be eaten up by the farmer, but the consumer will, will end up paying these. So say, for example, you have a three ninety nine pound of beef for like the crappiest beef, because I know I get lean beef and it's like damn near nine ninety nine ten dollars for a pound of fucking beef. Now you're going to be paying three ninety nine for beef, right? That's what you do right now. Um, the cost of food will go up by three times to six times, six times the amount. So that one pound of beef that was three ninety nine would be ten dollars per pound for the right. like the 80 20, you know, um, so it's going to it's going to go up exponentially like to me. This is to to really bankrupt the consumer and the regular everyday person, the middle class America. Because yeah, if you can bankrupt socialism. them, you can make them dependent on the government. Exactly. And then uh, they're trying to tax uh, $6,500 fee for every cow for um, methane fees. So basically, <laughs> they're going to tax the cows farting because cows passing gas And, uh, you know, if you've ever been to a dairy cow, there's mounds of shit, you know, they use this fertilizer and stuff like that and they sell it. Apparently the cow shit and the cow farts are killing America. That's the Uh, biggest crock of shit, literally shit I've ever heard. The fucking cows, they're devil cows, apparently. Um, and AOC is crazy. Um, uh, I got this bill and the Pelosi Biden and the AOCs, uh, do not want agriculture independence. But they want to import all of our food sources, you know, And you see that inside of this bill from what was being disseminated um, that I took the notes from. It's, this is straight socialism. You know um, uh, They're also going to be do a bunch of giveaways. The Teachers Union, 350 million uh, to push like critical race theory and stuff like that, the CRTBS. They're going to be giving money to newspapers. Hmm, that's to control content. Uh that's that's total control over media outlets. And because are you gonna bite the hand that feeds you? If you're getting money from the federal government and it's big sums of money, are you gonna all of a sudden start presenting yeah. real news? No, no dude. No, 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 because no. you're gonna get money pulled from you. Um there's eighty billion dollars in doubling IRS agents to spy on the American uh, people in their bank accounts. Um that's total control. Like mm-hmm. there is no freedom at that point. Like if they're doubling the IRS agents. They have one hundred. They have $80 billion in doubling IRS agents to look at funds of working class Americans. Right, because they want to make it
0: any transaction over $600 has to be reported.
1: Right, which is so crazy. You know what I mean? Like you go, oh, my a bed set. You know, okay, Venmo me or Zell me. Okay, it's $700. But now you're going to have to get a 1099 for that $700. Get the fuck out of here. Um, this is to monitor the working stiffs. Us as Americans, me, you, the regular other people that are listening to this um this attacks you um yeah amnesty for for illegal immigrants coming across right we already heard biden pushing the 450 uh four hundred fifty thousand dollars per no
0: no no no. remember he said he didn't know anything about that okay yeah sure i but didn't know he said that there would be money but he just
1: doesn't know the sum (laughs) (laughs) that's such an idiot
0: did you hear Anyways, like the latest is that um, like the 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 guest the Duchess of Cornwall like Prince Charles's wife he apparently not only did Biden shit himself when he visited the pope apparently he went to the royal family and he ripped the loudest fart imaginable in front of the prince <laughs> And his wife Jesus, dude, fucking dude, apparently can't even control his, his wife <laughs> apparently his wife Camilla cannot stop talking about it. Like the Daily Mail called the it's <laughs> to the point where a British newspaper called the White House to get a comment on the fact that the fucking Prince, Prince Charles's wife can't stop talking about oh Biden's God. ginormous fart. Dude, he's uh oh, dude There's a there's a puppet show. Look it up on Instagram Damn. or YouTube or whatever. There's a fucking British puppet show that is making fun of Biden's build back or you know build back better program or whatever Ugh. and they're they're literally making fun of how clueless this fucking dude is
1: dude he's so it's so bad man and there's well but wait there's more so everyone got mad when when trump enacted all these like taxes and things like that they're like oh my god it's attacking us attacking us okay well just wait this bill if it was to pass has more tax breaks for the fucking wealthy and it taxes middle America more. There's more, there's there's gonna be no tax breaks for middle America. From right. What's in this bill? Um, OSHA has also released all of their vaccine mandates and costs they will be imposing on small businesses, mom and pop shops. That's over 400 pages inside of here. And um, that's to, in my opinion, to bankrupt these small businesses, to have the major corporations come in. Come in, take over. So now you are more dependent upon the government and these major corporations for all your goods and services, as opposed to going to a mom and pop store, you know, whether it be, you know, a small, small rent business, a restaurant or whatever. You know, a lot of these, they want major corporations to take over, in my opinion. But if OSHA is releasing all these mandates and costs that they will be imposing on small businesses, that's going to fucking bankrupt some people big time. Um, uh, Socialism. It's kind of fucking leading to socialism, ultimately communism, whatever, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, well, you Um, guys need to start, again, we've been saying this for a while now, and as we're coming to the end of this episode, one of the things that I think the, Chuck, and I want to keep bringing to your attention is, if you're not listening, if you're not paying attention, if you're not seeing what's happening, you're gonna get screwed, the writing's on the wall. You just have to be
1: able to read it. And if you've heard this and you're like, oh, that seems fucking crazy, you need to start calling your congressman, congresswoman, and complaining about this shit and be like, this is bullshit. This reconciliation bill, this build back better bullshit with the new green deal is not good for our economy. We had, we had at one point, we had um, total... Uh, energy independence and now we're having to go to after we killed our fucking pipeline and all this other bullshit now we're having to go to other places in the country and trying to get more oil imported and all this stuff when we had complete independence on energy i mean there is a reason why in california gas was 290 a gallon and now it's five dollars a gallon 450 this is crazy
0: yeah 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 so you guys need to start paying attention to this shit well check uh we've got have you uh have you announced anything yet? Do we have any updates on your special merch announcements? Let me let me go. Let me see if I got an email. Let me go look real
1: quick. Um, uh, whoops, well, I, 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 um, I'll, cl- I'll close I, I, it. I don't out think so. Chuck's looking for
0: this email. Uh, no,
1: we we have not. Um, everything has been arranged. The order has been paid in full. We're waiting on delivery. The manufacturers um, are running into some delays and things like that. Uh, yeah, along with all of the
0: delays is China.
1: Well, go go look go look on the out right Long Beach. You know, and yeah. <laughs> there's a fucking parking lot out there. So there's the, a bit the of, of the governor of
0: the governor of Florida apparently is is letting people offload their ships there. So everybody's going through the Panama Canal now.
1: Yeah. DeSantis is trying to save save Christmas.
0: Yeah. And apparently people didn't know this. So I'm going to clue you into something that was Santa fucked up to California. There's a goddamn port off the coast of California. The uh, fucking the Port of Los Angeles, Long Beach Harbor, this whole area, right? San Pedro. This Pedro. is one of the busiest harbors in the United States for offloading ships. And California did something where they basically made it so owner operators have to get 1099 by anyone that's hiring them, period, end of story, with their benefits included. Like there's – the law is so screwed that that these people have – these employers are hiring independent contractors, and it used to be, hey – I'll just 1099 you and call it good. No, now it's like they have to handle all the benefits stuff and all these things that you didn't want to have to handle. That's why you hired an independent contractor. So basically it was designed to protect Uber drivers or some shit like that. But the unintended consequences were that it did away with anyone's ability to be an owner operator, independent contractor, because nobody wants to hire them because then they have to handle all the tax stuff too. So it's not that the trucks can't get unloaded. It's that the, Fucking truck drivers can't operate. There's so many owner operator truck drivers. They can't operate in California because they can't get hired. So there there's another little fucking. Holy shit. We're making laws that make it impossible for us to actually like. Function. You you make us dependent on goods from China. And then. You make it impossible for us to unload the goods from China on. to American soil and distribute them. So fuck you guys. You know. Start paying attention, guys. Especially to you people behind enemy lines. It's getting Yeah. It's getting, getting a little weird. communistic. <laughs> anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. Well, Chuck,
0: I'm 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 glad we were able to do that. Uh, it's nice to be able to just tell those stories, uh, or to read those emails and and talk about what's going on and kind of catch up. Um and uh I want you to feel better, obviously. You gotta get that you going to be able to stand up, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can uh stand up on my crutches and uh kind of stand there with both legs on the ground, but uh cannot put any pressure or walk a single step yet.
0: Yeah. Well great. Uh, well let's hope you're you're feeling better soon. I uh I I we may have to bankroll some episodes. I just found out I have to get three teeth pulled <laughs> and have fake ones put in. So that's fun. Wow. That'll that's be awesome. I sucks. hate the dentist. So that'll be fun i get right right yeah. before thanksgiving they get pulled Woohoo. oh so fuck you
1: can't <laughs> you won't be able to eat no
0: nah, he said he he said um it'll be a week they'll have plenty of time to heal and i'll be able to eat but let's hope he's he's right the yeah. dentist is my brother-in-law so he should hopefully isn't bullshitting me <laughs>
1: when i had my wisdom teeth pulled man i couldn't i could barely
0: put food in my mouth for a whole yeah. week no they've got something else going on now that where they can do to speed up the healing process so we'll see But Hmm. on that note, I think we'll tell everybody until our next episode, come home with your shield or on it.